Welcome to another message from the teaching team at Elevation Church Australia. For more information about our church, service times and locations, visit elevationchurch.com.au. Welcome, everyone. I've always loved the ocean. I think it was when I was a little kid, my mum would bring me down to the beach and I'd stand on the seashore and I'd stare out at this vast body of water and I would think to myself, there has to be a higher power, that there has to be a God. It's just this little boy, five or six, I would think to myself, there's no way this could be created by chance. I was almost in awe of how big the ocean was. And there was this stirring in a little five, six-year-old that there must be a man upstairs. There's got to be some bigger, higher power. Well, it was only a few years later that God actually called me out of the ocean to follow him. A fellow surfer paddled up, I was about 15, and asked me if I knew Jesus. I said, mate, I've never heard of Jesus. I don't know what you're talking about. And he said, well, come to church. I'd love to tell you about Jesus. So I went to church and heard the gospel and I made a decision to follow Christ for him to be my Lord and my Savior. You could say that God called me out of this ocean, this vastness to follow him. And today I want to talk about the calling of God that's on your life. Because you might not even know this. God has a calling on every person. God has a calling on your life. Ephesians 4.1, Paul writes these words, Therefore I, a prisoner for serving the Lord. Let, let me just stop there. I think Paul is talking about his calling. He's a prisoner of the calling that God has for his life to share the gospel. It's interesting, he writes in prison. But I don't think he was talking about a physical cell or a jail. He was more talking about the position of his heart, that he's surrendered, that, that he's following, that, that he's committed, that he's all in to the calling that's on his life. So he says, I'm a prisoner for serving the Lord. He says, I beg you. It, it's more than just a suggestion. Paul is saying, I beg you. He's imploring you to lead a life worthy of your calling. And then he says these words that just shock all of us today. You ready? For you have been called by God. Did you know that you have been called by God? Paul is sharing the importance that we understand as Christians that we've been called by God. You have been called by God. There, there is something more. There is something bigger. There's something greater than just breathing, right? There is a greater purpose. There's something more to this world than just surviving. There is a calling on your life. And today, I want to unpack what is your calling? What is God calling you to do even in COVID? I believe the callings of God can be called out during this season of COVID. Each night I've been reading a stories to my boys of the martyrs. It's a book of martyrs and it, it shares stories of individuals for the last 2,000 years who have died for their faith. 
And these stories just fascinate me. And, and my boys are listening, thinking, how is this possible that these people could suffer such persecution, such, such horrific acts of torment and torture, yet they never deny Christ? You know, I'm reading these stories and I'm thinking, I get a splinter in my finger and I'm like crying like a baby, right? I, there's a stop sign and I think God's deserted me. Or God forbid, I run out of coffee and I'm like, I'm, I'm done, it's over, I'm, I'm calling it quits. Yet these martyrs for thousands of years endured pain beyond words. They were tortured. Uh, they were burned at the stake. They were used as human torches at night. They were put on the rack where their limbs were pulled from their bodies. They were burned at the stakes, boiled in oil. Uh, they were crucified. They had their intestines pulled out. I know this is graphic and gross, but could you imagine the suffering? And all they had to do was deny Christ and it would end. Yet somehow they endured. Somehow they persevered. Somehow they didn't let the pain of this world prevent them from standing up for their Lord. How did they do it? You could say they were called to it. You could say there was a calling on their life to be a martyr. And you might not be called to be a martyr, but according to scripture, we're all called to doing something. In fact, I wanna challenge us all today that during this time of lockdown and restrictions and COVID, I believe God can call you out. I believe God can stir your faith. I believe God can stir your spirit just like he did for me when I was that little kid looking at the ocean. I believe God is gonna stir you today to fulfill your calling and your destiny according to scripture. Some of our church buildings may be closed, but let me tell you this, the Spirit of God, His power, His working is fully open. God is open for business. He's stirring and challenging His church to step into the calling that's on their lives. So, what is your calling? Well, that's what we want to talk about today. Before I explain what the Bible says about your calling, let, let me share a few myths, a few false truths, a few misunderstandings to get things sorted from the top. Calling means working for a church. It's not true. That's a myth. That's a lie. Calling isn't a church thing. It's a kingdom of God thing. It, it, calling could be in sports or government or work or motherhood or parenting. Calling means advancing the kingdom of God. The second myth I want to clarify. Calling means it must be big. It's not true. Calling is about obedience, not bragging. Uh, calling is about saying yes to God. We don't actually choose the calling. God chooses the calling. We just choose whether to say yes or not. The next myth is calling means I only do one thing. It's not true. We actually have multiple callings according to Scripture. Our first calling is to salvation. Our next calling is if you're a father or a mother or you're a husband or a wife is to your family. That's a calling. And we're going to discover how God supernaturally anoints us in our calling to do what he's called us to do. There is a kingdom calling that we will talk about today. A kingdom calling can never be at the expense 
of your other callings. The next myth that many Christians believe is calling means it only benefits me. I wish this was true because I would just say I'm called to surf. I just get into the ocean. I just, God's called me to surfing because some of you think you've been called to shopping, right? Or, or you know, just called to leisure. Uh, let, let, let me tell you, calling, although passion is important, uh, calling must benefit others. There's got to be a kingdom focus. Otherwise, it's just a hobby. Sorry for those who thought golf or, or eating could be their calling. There's got to be a kingdom benefit to it. The last one, calling means I don't enjoy it. It's not true. While callings are never easy, callings are hard, callings will cost you, there must be some passion that God has burdened you with to live out your calling. Otherwise, it would just be a job. Calling is not a hobby. Calling is not a job. Calling is a divine destiny that God has for you. So, what is your calling? Uh, Miles, you know, I sense there's something. I'm not sure. What, what is your calling? I've only got two thoughts today. And I pray that by the power of God, there would be an awakening. There would be a stirring. There would be a challenge from the Holy Spirit that you're called to live life differently. That we're just not going to survive COVID. We, we want to flourish and, and thrive. Can't say that. Thrive. We, we, we want to live life to the fullest. So here's our first thought. Your calling is more about being than doing. Your calling's more about being than doing. You see, immediately after Paul said, I begged you to lead a life worthy of your calling. The next verse, he explains what a worthy life is. Let's read it together in verse 2 of Ephesians 4. Always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other. Boy, we, we all need to hear this one today. COVID kind of makes you a bit anxious and, 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 and angst. Be humble, be gentle, be patient, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. When God calls you, He's calling you to a who before He calls you to a do. 2 Timothy 1.9 says, for God saved us and called us to live a holy life. The first thing that every believer is called to do is a holy life. Well, once we're saved, He calls us into a holy life. Well, what's a holy life? It means to be set apart to be different from the world, to, to stand out, to act differently, to be like Christ, to actually avoid sin, to repent, to turn from your old ways, to pursue righteousness. It's to be holy. We don't talk about that often in church. We don't want to put pressure. We don't want to be legalistic. But the first thing God calls us to after salvation According to scripture, it's a holy life. It's a life that's surrendered to him where we become like him. And as I read these stories of the martyrs to my boys every night, and it's the same with Christ, you see the behavior 
of a holy life. It's marked by love and forgiveness. I mean, these martyrs are praying to God to forgive their persecutors, those that are murdering them, their accusers, that they have this grace, they have this compassion. Man, I just want to get even. I, I, I just want to take them out. I, I'd want justice, you know, I, I'd want to destroy them. But these martyrs and Christ himself had this holy life full of forgiveness and full of love. That's what a holy life is. So if we're called to a holy life, how do we have a holy life? Well, it always starts out of an intimacy with Christ. The Bible says when you abide with Christ, that's where you have this intimate relationship with Christ. That's where you become holy. That's why sin is so destructive. Because when we sin, it kind of breaks that intimacy. It kind of separates us. So our first calling is to have a holy life. What about you? You look at your life, how you're acting, how you're living. Is it marked by a holiness? You're, you're different. You're set apart. You're, you're, you're thinking about godly things. You're, you're, you're wanting the best for people. You're, you're living this holy life set apart. It's different with the fruit of the Spirit. You're called to live a holy life. It's not optional. It's, it's not a suggestion. God has called you today to live a holy life. Step into that calling. Step into the being who God has called you to be. The second thought today is your calling carries a power beyond you. Because some of you are saying, Miles, I'm just trying to survive right now. I, you know, this holy life, what do you think? I've got kids, I'm trying to put food on the table, I've got stress, I've got pressure. There is a power and anointing that God gives to those who follow His calling. You see, called means to call into being or to make. Genesis 1.15, God called the light day. He called this ocean into being. Uh, and, he, and the darkness He called night. God's calling created things that weren't there before. God's calling will allow you to do things you can't do on your own. When you step into the calling, there brings an anointing. Paul says about Abraham in Romans 4:17. He says, as it's written, I've made you a father of many nations. The God who gives life to the dead and what? What does the scripture say? Can you see it on the screen? And calls into being things that were not. So Abraham's 100, Sarah's 90. There's no chance that they could even get intimate, if you know what I mean. I mean, I don't know how old people... Anyway, let's, let's just not go there in our minds. We're, we're holy, right? We're set apart. But how on earth can they have children? Uh, they're, they're beyond their childbearing years, 190. Yet the calling releases a miracle where they're able to physically have a baby. For me personally, man, I, I gotta be honest, I'm facing more challenges, more anxiety and worries and pressure in the church world than in my entire life. 
following Christ for 35 years, I've never been in a position where I've found it so hard to lead. Um, I'm, I'm stressing, I'm, I'm challenged over decisions that I need to make to help the churches. I, I kind of can't see the people, so I'm not sure what they're going through. And I have this burden to lead. I have to respond and answer to God one day. It's heavy, man. I, I gotta be honest, there's days where I doubt my ability and, and, and days where I fear my future, days where I say, God, I don't know, I don't have it. Yet lately, as I've been reading the book of the martyrs and seeing what they endured, I've been saying to myself, Miles, you are called for this. Miles, you might not have the answers, but God has called you to lead the local churches. Uh, you know, I'm freaking out. I'm not knowing whether open or close or restrictions. What to do? Miles, God has called you. Miles, you're smart. You're a leader. I've anointed you. I've called you. And I try to step into that belief. What is, well, why do I say that? Because it releases faith. It releases faith in my heart that I can do things that I could never do on my own, that I could make wise decisions that I couldn't make with my own limited mind, that when you realize you're called to be a parent, I'm stepping into that calling, even though your kids are running amok, your kids may be far from God, you can step into that calling that you're the parent to, to pray for them, to call them into the kingdom of God. And you may be struggling as a husband or a, or a wife, and you can say, I'm called to this marriage. I, I don't want to. I I feel frustrated. I don't feel any love or compassion for my spouse. But you know what, God, you've called me to this. And that calling releases an anointing and you feel your spirit coming alive when we realize, no, no, this isn't just an idea. This is a God-given calling. And when God calls us, He anoints us. What's interesting is the kingdom calling that God has for your life we see in Scripture comes out in hard times. Jonah was called to Nivea. Sorry, Nivea is a, is a face cream, just to clarify everyone. He was called to Nineveh. Nineveh is a city to warn the residents of the divine wrath that God was sending. David was called to replace disobedient Saul, the king of Israel. Gideon was called to deliver his people from the Midianites. Moses was called to deliver Israel from 400 years of slavery. Esther was called to deliver the Jews from the Persian king. Nehemiah was called to rebuild the wall of Jerusalem in 52 days. The calling of God as we see in Scripture, for the kingdom to be advanced on earth often comes out of challenging hard times. Honestly, that's what excites me about COVID. Because when we look at we're called to be holy, I'm watching there's a lot of chinks in people's character. There's a lot of exposure of shortcomings that God is kind of pressing His finger, calling His people to a holy, righteous life, to turn away from sin and repent. You can sense that. I pan personally. Life's not how it normally was. And this pressure is calling us uh, to live this holy life. And I also believe that there is a kingdom calling during COVID that God is going to call you to. 
to step outside of yourself. I think all of us, we have a calling to the local church. That is a great kingdom calling right there. And if you're in a local church, rather than whining and complaining about what we can't do, how about you realize you're called to your church? You're called to pray and fast. You're called to give financially. You're called to serve. You're called to step up and lead a life group because we can't gather in a building, but we need God's word preached. You're called to share your testimony, to share your faith to others because they can't get that testimony through a weekend service. You're called to serve your location pastor, to back them, to call them up. Hey, how can I help you? When was the last time you sent a text? To your location pastor who God has called to lead the church how can I help you to call uh, to call you out to serve your local church to pray for our senior pastors Ross and Kath that we've been called to the local church that's a calling maybe there's another kingdom calling uh, there is a calling to make a difference in your community, in your workplace. Uh, there is a calling that you need to get into work early and pray. There, there is a calling on your life to do something significant that's going to impact lives for eternity. I praise God for that guy who paddled up to me when I was 15 in the ocean. I was just minding my own business kind of rebellious and hurt and lost as a 15-year-old, not knowing what life was all about, but there must be something more. And that young man answered the calling to invite me to church where I heard the gospel and was saved. And God called me out of that ocean to follow him. I've faithfully done that for 35 years. What if he hadn't spoken to me? What if God hadn't used him to call me out? Where would I be today? Father, I pray today we would realize we're called. We're called to a holy life and we're called to step into our kingdom calling that we're anointed by God to do something significant for your kingdom. Don't let COVID be a time where we lose ground, where we pull back, where we hesitate, where we retreat. We want to advance. We want to move forward. We want to fulfill the calling of God that's on our life. I want to pray for those of you today, and you know there's something more to life. You're just not satisfied. You're not fulfilled. You've tried things right to make you happy, and friendships and relationships and sex and alcohol and holidays and power and money, and it'll leave you empty because we are all called to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. In fact, 1 Corinthians 1.9 says, God is faithful. I love that, he's faithful. Who has called you into fellowship with his son, Jesus Christ. If you don't know God today, you've been called by name to know Christ. He knows you, he's pursuing you. You may not have been looking after him or pursuing him, but God has called you. Romans 10.9 says, If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved today. I want to pray for you that you would surrender your life to Jesus Christ, that you would believe in your heart 
that you would declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, that you would acknowledge that Jesus died and rose again, lived a perfect life so our sins would be forgiven. And in that forgiveness, we can find relationship with a God. Today, God is calling you out. Today, God is calling you out. Maybe you're a Christian today and you know a friend or a family member and you just have this, this Holy Spirit intuition that, that God is calling that person to salvation. Maybe you need to reach out to them like that surfer reached out to me. You need to call them or text them because God is calling people, all men, all women, all children to be saved. Let's pray. Father, I pray that we would know you as our Lord and our Savior. Your Bible says when we believe in our heart and declare with our mouth that Jesus has raised from the dead, we'll be saved. Today, God, we declare that we are sinners and that you, we need a Savior and our Savior is Jesus Christ. Would you save me? God, would you forgive me? Would you call me out of my sin? Would you call me out of my misery, out of my pain and call me into a relationship with you? I pray in Jesus' name. Everyone said, Amen.